Hello everybody and welcome to Letterboxd Book Club. My name is Claire. And I'm Mackenzie. And today we will be discussing a long-awaited favourite, The Cruel Prince by Holly Black. Black. Yes, yes, I wasn't sure. For a second I thought it was Blake. (laughs) Anyway, by Holly Black. The Folk of the Air series, number one. Woohoo! Ready to rip into it. Alright, I will start with the blurb. Of course I want to be like them. They're beautiful as blades forged in some divine fire, and Cardin is even more beautiful than the rest. I hate him so much that sometimes when I look at him I can hardly breathe. Sorry. (laughs) One terrible morning, Jude and her sisters see their parents murdered in front of them. The fearsome assassin abducts all three girls and brings them to the world of fairy. Mocked and tormented for being merely mortal, Jude soon realises... Mocked and tormented for being merely mortal, Jude soon realises that to survive in the treacherous, dangerous world of the royal court, she needs to be as cunning and deceitful as the fae themselves. But the stairway to power is fraught with shadows and betrayal, and looming over all is arrogant and charismatic Prince Cardin. Ooh, I love that. That differs so greatly to the Goodreads description. Oh, really? I didn't even look at the Goodreads description this time. That's okay. I suppose, yeah, in the era of Kindles, like, we hardly get a blurb these days. (laughs) I like going in blind. Yeah, (laughs) as God intended, as it should be done. I, I love how they described. All right, I'm gonna say, Madoc, Madoc, Madoc as an assassin, and like I mean, yeah, I mean technically he did murder, but like, is he an assassin, assassin of sorts? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that was funny. Alrighty, thoughts, feelings, and emotions, Kenzie. Um, I like this book. I went in with it being recommended through like TikTok, and like it's a book talk book. And it's smutty and blah, 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 which it's not. So, first of all, I was heavily misled. misled. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, it's very much YA, and I'm sure I would have absolutely inhaled it and loved it when I was 16. Um, not that I didn't love it. I did enjoy it. It was a nice palate cleanser, if you will. Um, but, yeah, I was just waiting for, like, a little bit more saucy stuff, a little bit more... Uh, brutality I guess in terms of some things um, well just like to bring it up to that like a new adult level um, but yeah no it was still good I liked the twists and turns it's a small book but it felt like it had a lot of story in it yeah for sure every page counted almost there was always new information mm. to be learned and great inner monologues and stuff like that yeah I agree with that yeah, none of this final hundred pages bullshit. No, no. It, it's appropriately structured. Yeah. One would say. Alrighty, my thoughts, feelings, and emotions? Yeah, I would say, I would wholeheartedly agree that it was a, a nice palate cleanser as well. Because I smashed out like 80% of it in one day, in one sitting. So, so yeah, I was really immersed into it. The YA aspect... Uh, didn't bother me as much it was just quite refreshing because of all the other sort of books we've been reading they're all it's all been very crude and um even at times like aggressive and stuff so it was just a nice little refreshing read um Mm. obviously there are some aspects that we're going to probably talk about later that were incredibly yeah ya and juvenile which yeah seems a bit huh but i still enjoyed it at the end of the day and i am 
halfway through like the second book right now so smashing it out thoroughly enjoying it and yeah this was very popular amongst our Akatar reading yes. era as well yes so it was also yeah very highly recommended and stuff and so far I think it's living up to it I think it's it's very concise um and I keep seeing a lot of like the relationship between Jude and Carden on the interwebs and stuff so be interesting to finally read those moments yeah i think as well because i had seen so much like tiktok art and stuff about their like relationship and stuff i was expecting yeah like a little bit more but what are you gonna do Carden didn't even seem like a main character in this book until like yeah the back end when he was needed for the leverage but yeah i found that yeah quite refreshing though because it's really about jude's story and her rise to power but yeah, enjoyed it. Enjoying the series so far. Looking forward to finishing it. Alrighty, what do we want to do first? Do we want to... I don't know. I want to gush about Jude real quick. <laughs> just just her character. I don't know. She's ruthless and ambitious. And I love it. <laughs> In a weird way, because she is not like biologically Maddox's daughter. Like he is her daughter as well. You know, being trained in that general sense. And then her besting him in his own strategies. It's just mwah, chef's kiss. Loved it. Yeah, I just love her protection with her sisters as well. Like, ah, oh. she's definitely that, yeah, the YA heroine. Yeah. Like, don't get caught up with men or anything. Like, just forge your own path. Yeah, she's doing it for the safety of her mortality, I guess, being a human or mortal and trying to protect her her sister Taryn in the process as well. Um, yeah. not, not to discredit Vivian, but she's of this world. But nah, Jude, fighting, standing up against her bullies. And I think we'll touch more on the whole, like, bullying, victimization, all that type of shit as well later. Uh-huh. Again, again, because it's just juvenile. Do we want to talk about it quickly? We can gush about Jude all day. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> but do we also want to touch on her being a fucking idiot? How is she? Okay. <laughs> all right. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when she accepts the uh, oh, yeah. chance to be a spy for Dane. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and he's like, yeah, like, I'll give you this protection. No one can glamour you except for me. And she's like, okay. But it's just her, the, the bright eyes for, like, power and the ability to not be glamoured again. Like, she, she, it's, it's worth it more, I guess. Mm. The risk... The risks outweighed each other for what she wanted. But yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, I thought Dane was pretty sussy-wussy when he decided to be like, and one more thing, you are not allowed to tell anybody about this. It's like, yeah, that's a red flag. Yeah. But obviously he wants to keep his situation at bay in general. But yeah, but yeah it was pretty stupid. But if you think about it, yeah, 17-year-old human, what's she to do? She just wants to protect herself. Against yeah. all the fairies or the fae. Yeah, and she wants to, like, it's very, it felt like a very Game of Thrones y in that, yeah, you're all just trying to play this game and win. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed this whole the political conflict and political yeah. confrontations. Not that I really cared that it all led to Oak in, in the end, essentially, but I suppose he's gonna play more of a part later on. I could be wrong, but this is just me generalizing right now, as from what I've read. But yeah, yeah, very a lot, yeah, Game of Thrones style, just everyone's killing each other. 
Fantastic. I loved it. Didn't expect the whole family to just go kaput, essentially. I know, in one fell swoop. <laughs> I know, she's like, yeah, because no one wanted to uh, bestow the crown upon. Um, it felt very much like the the Knight of the Right <laughs> in Ooh. from Blood and Ash. <laughs> Ah, right, right. When right, everyone's right. just taken out all in one fell swoop. <laughs> oh, yep, yep, towards the end, yeah. Yeah. Because I was, I remember, I was telling you, I was like, there's too many characters, and then a couple of chapters later, half the family's gone. It's like, well, <laughs> less, yeah. less names like, to well, remember. <laughs> yep, silly deal. I mean, I don't know. She's, yeah, ambitious. What was it? Circle of Shadow, Court of Shadows. Court of Shadows, yeah. I liked the little also like montages of her work training with Maddox and then doing the quarter shadow stuff on the side. Yeah. Yeah. With the ghost, the bomb and Roach. <laughs> Who I just imagined as like little rodents, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're all like yeah, obviously different species of beings and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Crazy, crazy. Alrighty. Any qualms? I think as we get to them I'll talk about them. Okay. Because, yeah, there was one, uh, two minor aspects of the storyline that I didn't care for or I absolutely hated. Go on, my child. Happy to dip <laughs> into it now. Yes, I'm waiting for your yeah. permission. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just the whole Locke wanting to marry Taryn but use this whole test of love. So, and then oh, he could yeah. court Jude. It's like, I didn't understand it. I didn't like it. Because, yeah, it just seemed like, yeah, really, like, juvenile, like, and Taryn just going along with it, like, yeah, oh yeah, let's trick Jude, like, into thinking that you like her because you actually want to marry me. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just so bizarre and I felt like yeah. it was unnecessary. It was just to drive a wedge between Taryn and Jude, which is, which isn't very feminist of Holly Black. <laughs> we're, surely we're past these dainty love triangles. Because we learn Locke is all about, you know, wanting to create stories of life, I guess. And he's interested in what Jude was going to do. But I just realized it's because his parents are gone and he's just bored. A bored, immortal kid. I think, yeah, a lot of it. And I think, I don't know in this, I don't know if it's this one or like the next one, whatever. But essentially, yeah, he he says like, oh, like, yeah, I'm bored. Like, I just want to play a game. Like... Mm. And that's the thing with with this type of world and these fairies and stuff, yeah. fae folk, a lot of their um, ind- uh, indiscretions and stuff are set to be games, quote-unquote games, mm. or if it's a trick. What did I just watch? I just watched... Mm, I just watched a movie or something. I can't remember what it was. It might have been a book. We might have discussed it. But it was about how, like... <laughs> it might have been in a fantasy world or something oh my god what was it but it was about how oh it was blood and ash prequels okay and it was about how yeah like so the um the 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 gods were put on the earth and then they made the the humans or whatever, and then the humans start to experience emotion oh yeah yeah and then the gods were just like what and then yeah Fucked them over, yeah. Yeah, so it feels like that. Like, these humans come in and, like, experience life differently to, like, the way that the Fae do. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so then they just like to play little games against them. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. Fair enough. Because I guess it's un- 
um, unpredictable as well. Mm, it's like science it, for them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, just a little microscope. And that's the thing too. When I first started this book, all I had ever known about it on the internet is just it's a fantasy. You know, it's fake creatures and all that type of stuff. You got goblins and hobs and all other sorts of animalistic fake creatures. And then the first chapter, it's like we're watching TV. The car pulls into the driveway, and I'm like, "What yeah. the fuck is going on?" <laughs> it's like this. I thought the book I bought was like duped or something, or if it was like a fake, because I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" But yeah, it seems like yeah, the Mortal World and the f- and uh, Elfheim, I think that's how mm. you say it, is mm-hmm. just like side by side, essentially via portals and stuff. But still, yeah, I think it's this crazy. is one of the qualms that I have as well with books like this, like. I feel like Crescent City does it really well in that it's the modern world, like, integrated into this, like, fantasy realm or whatever. Like, they have magic and creatures and, like, swords and stuff, but then they also have, like, guns and cars and computers and stuff. Like, I think that's done really well. I, I, like, I find it really difficult in these books where there's, yeah, like, a stark contrast between the, uh, quote real world and then the fantasy world because and then the person always chooses to go and live in the fantasy world stuff because like there's magic and it's stuff but it's like okay but you could also have an iphone like (laughs) yeah yeah and then i think yeah like one of the things that we keep coming across is like they can explicitly name like the apple store yeah but then like you can't name starbucks (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. I know, we love the product placement or perhaps Yeah, and it's like, wrong. where is the line or, like, who are you paying or, like, what do you need to pay to do this name yeah. drop these products? I suppose maybe even it's just free, potentially free publicity for them anyway. Yeah. I know, like, it might be one of those things that, like, um, Apple, like, will let you use their phones in movies, but the bad guy isn't allowed to have yep, an Apple. Yep, yep, yep. And yep, so that's, I've like, a that. trick, yeah, for, like, how you always know, like... Yeah, who the villain is. Who are. the bad guy is. <laughs> Although sometimes, I think now they have to, like, probably cover up. Because everyone knows that little trick, I guess, now. So, like, you got to make it like a blanket cell phone to make sure no one knows. Yeah, a jarring thing. But then, oh, now that I just think about it, because Jude was all like... Because Vivian wanted them to come back with her to the mortal world because she wants to live there out of spite for Maddox for murdering their parents. Fair enough. Yeah. You know, she, she, she just lives out of spite against him, which yeah. we love that. But then Jude would be like, oh, I wouldn't know how to live in the mortal world anymore because, you know, she's good with swords and shit. And it's like, go work at a Ren fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you've assimilated well into like the into fairyland. I'm sure it wouldn't be that hard to assimilate back into the yeah. mortal world considering how young she's, she is. Yeah. Also, should we just touch on like, so there's Vivian, Tarot and Jude. Tarot and Jude are twins, twin sisters. And then Vivian is their sister. But Vivian was a product of an affair. So she's like half magic. Actually, I think it's the other way around. Taryn and Jude were. Yeah. No, because Vivian's the reason he took them. Because he just wanted to go and get Vivian. Because, like, that's his. Why would he want the mortals? <laughs> no, no, you, you said Vivian was part of the. Like, the, made up of an affair. And it's the other way around. Taryn and Jude are. But they would have magic then. No, no, no. All right. So, 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 Viv- their mum, I forget her name, and yeah. Maddox equals yeah. Vivian biological and then the humans what's his name justin yeah and their mum equals taryn and yeah so i said vivian was a product of an affair no the other two are products of affairs 
It's the other way around. Because <laughs> yeah, Maddock was going for Viv- going for Vivian because that's a his biological daughter. Yeah, well, that's what I meant. Like, okay, yeah, sorry. Like right. she was with the human, and like she had Vivian with the fairy man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ta- yeah, Taryn and Judah with the human, and then, yeah, he's the fair. Vivian's yes. with the fairy man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've just. <laughs> it was awkward sentencing, I guess. Jude so. and Taryn would be the product of this affair. Well, I'm saying it <laughs> from. I'm you, saying it you, from Maddox's point of view. From Maddox's point of view. <laughs> you don't. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, I mean, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, fuck those other kids. But he's an honorable man, and that's why he took them anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so he took them all to race. Allegedly, him. very weirdly moral person Maddox yeah. is. Well, he's like can't leave them with dead parents. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's yeah. the irony of being a ruthless yeah. person, and yet. And then in Elfheim, they have a half brother Oak, who turns out to not really be their half brother anyway. Yeah. Because he's also the product of an affair. <laughs> yeah, we love the common theme here, and this is there's a YA first, book. Yeah, there's a first left, right, and center. Yeah, funny. Love it. So yeah, that's that family dynamic. It's fun. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we get there eventually. I suppose we can just dig into a bit of the plot, I guess. Yes. And then we can like venture off as we go. Um, so yeah, pretty much beginning of the book, Maddox arrives, kills Jude's mum and dad, as well as, well as Vivian's and Terrence, I guess, uh-huh. because she escaped from him. Uh, the mum escaped from Maddox. I think we are yet to really know why. At least I do. Um, but he found them in the mortal world and he's killed them and taken the kids back to raise them yes. as his own. Love that. Yes. I wonder what like all the other fairy people were thinking like when he just comes back with like these three kids. <laughs> it's like, what the hell happened? Yeah. yeah. What went wrong? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be weird because it's like the general just chilling next minute. He has a whole mansion and yeah, his servants would have been so confused. He's also um, like a, what, a general for the king, or yeah, hi, yeah, high king general. Yeah. So, he's so politically up there, he is, and it's in his nature to like thirst for battles and war and stuff. He's a very yeah. war heavy type of person. It's what he craves. It's his purpose in life. I think is a way yes. to describe him. So he's all about that, and yeah. So he's as he's raising the girls, he is training them up as well, and also just training them up to assimilate into the society. But Vivian is giving him shit out of spite because he killed her mum, which is fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and she just yearns to go back to the mortal world. Yeah, but also because Heather's there, her girlfriend, yep. who she hasn't told her about being Fae or Fairyland or Elfheim in general, which is crazy. Yes. So I guess present time, there is a tournament coming up, which was like a summer tournament. It's like a mock war. That's at least one of the first motivations Jude has to compete in. Yeah, it's for the school children. Yeah. They get to compete in war. Imagine capture the flag. (laughs) (laughs) Insane. Everyone's with their swords. Yes. Why didn't they just sneak a gun out of the mortal world into this place? I mean, just... Yeah. And also, yeah, they're training swords, aren't they? They're not real swords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Very yeah, so fun. they can't actually kill each other. No. But even before that, we get montages of them going to school, and there's this school posse that Carden hangs out with. Yeah, so there's Carden. I'm losing my voice. <clears throat> there is... um. 
Cardin Narcissa, I think, who I just think of like Draco's mum from Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Locke. <laughs> and Locke. Anyway, and this is like one of my qualms. And Valerian or Valerian or however you want to say his name. Oh, yeah. One of my qualms I have is that like they bully Jude and Taryn for being human. Um, and then they nearly kill them. Like yep, they drown them. Yep, yep. <laughs> Or send or put them in that river filled with those creatures who would like eat them or kill them anyway. Yeah, and that's like I understand your prince, but like surely there are repercussions for like nearly killing someone. I suppose this is that underlying like the like I don't know ethnicity superiority or species superiority yeah. type of thing as well. Of more uh, humans are less than because you know yeah. they can be glamoured and essentially be enslaved. And I think, yeah, and it's primarily just because Jude is sticking it to the man because she doesn't want to be bullied because, um, yeah, they've all just been bullied growing up, yeah, strictly for being mortal. Um, and she, yeah, so she yearns to try and have a powerful status in order to be free of that sort of lifestyle. Yeah. And but like, just uh, talk to Maddox and he would kill yeah. Cardin at the end. Yeah, there's <laughs> also, um, like, fairy fruit or whatever, and like, humans shouldn't eat it because. It's like fairy wine in Akatar, like it makes you really intoxicated and like not yourself and high and blah blah and they like trick her into eating some and yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, it's not a fun she, like, time. Gets naked or something, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, at some point I think. Yeah. But it's just yeah very intense <sighs> bullying. Again, if for like a YA book, it's like, whoa, okay. And then in the end we inevitably like look I may not have finished reading the series, but off the social medias and stuff, like, Jude and Carden probably end up together. Yeah. So, like, to go from that bullying to, like, the victim and the bully coming together, like, it seems a bit far-fetched. But I'm sure they go on a nice emotional journey together and maybe, perhaps <laughs> it'll be forgiven. I don't know. Sure. But, <laughs> but yeah, initially it's, um, yeah, it seems pretty weird how that pairing would become apparent. Yeah. Also, Carden has a tail. <laughs> yep, yep. Like a lion tail, which is brought up like once, and that's oh. it. <laughs> we can quickly talk about like his family and like the meaning behind that tail because. Okay. Let me just find my. So there's King Eldred, and then he's got his six heirs, his children, and they all have an animalistic quality to be. I think it's, like, strictly a deer or a stag quality. Yeah. Like, it could be, like, hooves. It could be um, ant- horns or antlers or whatever. could be a tail. could be perhaps, like, a face of a stag or whatever. Whatever it is. Rip to whoever got the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if, if that's actual apparent, but whatever. <laughs> so, they're, they're, they're the house of um, Greenbriar. What a name. Yeah. I don't know. I love that. And back in the law, there was this person called Queen Mab, which Mab reminds me of a throne of glass. Yeah, I could tell. Oh, throne of glass, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this guy forged a, a crown that could only be sat on the head of the Greenbrier line. And a sibling or someone with that blood can, you know, appoint the, the crown on someone's relative's head or whatever. Yes. Unless the entire line is... See you later. <laughs> so yeah, that's why they have a shit ton of kids to secure that line, etc., etc. Yeah. 
anyway, and so Cardin has like five other siblings who are like in various ages and stages in life. And so that's his family dynamic. He seems to, he's, yeah, the youngest, or oh, well, technically Oak is half, but Cardin. But we would, don't know that yet. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's his family dynamic. Um, yeah, there's Dane and then there's, I don't know who's the oldest or whatever, but you got Dane. Yeah. I think they mentioned Baelkin. them briefly, but yeah. Yeah, there's a few of them. They're kind of like irrelevant to the main, yeah. to like the Until they story, die. So, yeah. <laughs> They're irrelevant until they die. So yeah, Cardin, yeah, is a prince. Um, what's the, Narcassia, Narcissia, whatever. Narcissa, She's also yeah. a princess technically of sorts. She's from yes. a, another court, court of the undersea. Yeah, or whatever. She's, yeah, I was gonna say she's like mer people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's giving me a little mermaid vibes. <laughs> Is it though? She's a murderous uh, bully. <laughs> yeah. Well, aren't they all? And then yeah, Valerian or Valerin or whoever. Yeah, he's just a fuckwit. I hate him. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> so yeah, the early montages of them bullying Jude and Taryn, and Jude sticking up for herself, and Jude. Yeah fighting back and then also not to mention like like, still like during this whole time like taron and Locke are secretly together and he's just like letting this happen (laughs) and then yeah there would be moments where he would sneak away to talk to or not sneak away but he'd talk to jude in private and then that's when they started sort of develop their little side relationship yeah you know what i thought there was nothing ill intent behind that notion i thought you know what (laughs) Get you a nice fey man, fey boy. Well, yeah, and then because I was Have also some fun. Like, because I knew that Cardin and Jude ended up together, I was like, oh, okay, it's just another one of the like, it's never the first love interest like situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also, I think there's like a juvenile sort of other love triangle between Cardin, what Narcassia, Narcissia, and yeah, because and she anyway. yeah, feels like. Uh, entitled to Cardin because she's a princess. But then Locke stole her. Quote unquote stole her. I would never yeah. use the word stole in terms <laughs> of like a girlfriend or boyfriend. Yeah. Jeez. So yeah, that shows the level of maturity is within this book. Yes. But we love it. We love it. Anyway, Cardin is finding out ways to like decimate Jude in any possible way because yeah, she keeps standing up for herself. God forbid you come across a confident woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know we're going to bring it up later, but I'm going to bring it up now just because okay. <laughs> I'll probably forget about it. Because Cardin's being abused at home, he's taking it out. Well, he's not taking it out strictly on Jude, but it seems one of those things where like, he's being like abused and bullied at home and he's taking it out on other people as well or using it. But still being a bully against other people for no real reason is just shit behavior. Yes. And yeah, I hated that. But then it's a, yes. yeah, I suppose being a YA book, like no one's thinking about it too critically, you know, other than us, I guess. But yeah, that just, that aspect sucked a little bit. Also, just another motivation throughout this book is Jude wants to become a knight. Again, she is reaching for status and power, and she needs like Maddox's approval for that. Yes. Uh, he and he declines because yeah, he's he like, doesn't no. <laughs> he doesn't think she is capable yet. I think it was implied that she hasn't killed anyone or there was an implication where you might not have the stomach to kill people, therefore I'm not gonna accommodate yeah. recommend you. So anyway, she's shitty about that. As she should. Summer tournament comes around, the mock war. She fights and wins her team. Yeah. But Maddock isn't there because she's trying to impress him. 
Yeah. But then, like, I suppose, oh, there was this other thing. You could be selected to be, like, I don't know, a guard for, like, one of the royals and stuff. I completely forget what that reasoning is. But anyway, I think in the mock war, Dane is what notices her and then yeah. decides to then do his whole be a part of my court of shadows because she can lie. Yeah. Because humans can Because fairies can't lie. Oh, yeah. Prince and princesses can elevate someone to knighthood. So if Maddox said no, she was hoping she'd catch the attention of the other prince and princesses. I mean, she did get the attention of, of Dane, but yeah, obviously for a different reason. Yeah. So, yeah, then we come across, like we were talking about uh, before, how Dane offers Jude an uh, opportunity to be a spy. Um, and then he's like, well, I'll give you uh, immunity to any glamour except for mine if you accept. Because word is coming about that Eldred is going to abdicate his throne and there are reason to believe, like, there's a contest between the siblings, I guess, of who's going to be picked. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they're all trying to look out for each other. And another reason why Dane picked picked Jude because she can lie and she can she's immortal she can like sneak her way into like sibling places and figure stuff out and steal for him yes so now comes like the plot I guess um the real meat I thought the summer tournament was going to be the meat to be honest because it's giving (laughs) Hunger Games it's giving Throne of Glass it's giving everything leads up to this tournament is it giving when you thought the open day in Spanish Love Deception was going to be the plot? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it had to be. It was the only option. Um, anyway, and so, yeah, so Jude discovers, um, like, secret letters and between, like, the Queen of the Undersea and... What's her uh, how, how do you say her name? Orla? <laughs> Orla, yeah. Um, and Nicasia's mother um, implying that... Balkan will poison Dane. Um, she also sees Balkan like beat up Carden. Yeah, when she sneaks in. Yeah, when because he, he refuses to kill a human servant. Yep. So she starts to be a little bit like, "Ooh, this is where you start to feel sorry for him a little bit." <laughs> I think she liked the fact that he was powerless in that state as well. Oh, hot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we know how um, much torture turns you on. All right. Yeah. And then um, Jude starts uh, partaking in mithridatism. I'm probably saying that that. wrong. But it is the act of making one immune to poison by, uh, like, administrating small amounts at a time to yourself so that your body, like, becomes used to it. Yeah, so she is constantly in discomfort and, like, pain and all that stuff just because she is, yeah, building up that immunity. Valerian discovers that Jude is resistant to glamours and he tries to kill her for this but she kills him or she stabs him. Yeah. And she buries him on the estate, Maddox estate. Yes. I'm halfway through the second book now and no one's brought him up and it is so funny because no one really gives a shit about this guy. No one cares. Um, And then Locke invites Jude to a party at his house and gives her a dress that used to belong to... His mother. Weird. Um, <laughs> and then she discovers like a little ornament, like a golden acorn in the pocket. And that tells her about his mother's death by like poisonous mushrooms. Yeah, because she was poisoned, unfortunately. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I think I misinterpreted the other letter. <laughs> yeah. 
I was going to say, this is kind of relevant in the space. I really didn't like the whole, though it was important to identify Oak's lineage or parent, parentage or whatever, yeah. paternity, maternity. I didn't really like that, the, the figuring it out process. Yeah. I just didn't really care. Because, yeah, Jude would be like, oh, if, if, if I misinterpreted the letter from Ola to Belkin, that means this means X, Y, Z, or this means this. And it's like, I respectfully don't care. Yeah. Oh, another thing I was going to say before. There's a prophecy surrounding Dane. Oh, yes. This is what I love slash hate about <laughs> these fantasy books. You have fae creatures, magical creatures. You have just magic, glamour. Funky fruit that gets you get humans high. You can enslave humans essentially, but not. But prophecies is the hill they're gonna die on in not believing. <laughs> Although Dane actually, I think believed this because he's like, so long as I he has a brother or something or he has a son or something, he will never be king, which ended up being true. But yeah, it's it's crazy. Like prophecy is the hill they're gonna die on that they're not gonna believe in. Happened in from Blood and Ash as well. We don't believe in prophecies. You're in a world full of magic, my guy. Relax. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, figuring out who's who and who Oak's mother is and stuff, I didn't care about. But then again, it had to be established for him to be as part of the Briar line. Briar wood line, whatever. Green Briar. There we go. <laughs> this is how. <laughs> I did enjoy the book, I swear. <laughs> So then there's some nitty gritty like stuff, like just plot stuff. Just not really quarter, sh- quarter shadow stuff. And yeah, we officially meet the ghost, the roach, and the bomb. The ghost yeah. is just like a missile assassin yeah. person. The roach is a thief. And the bomb reminds me of Tiny Tina in uh, Borderlands Explosives. <laughs> I don't play it, but I can understand it. Side of thievery as well. Yeah. Yeah. So there's going to be the coronation because... What's-his-face is stepping down as king. Yeah, and the rumour is Dane is going to be picked, which was correct. Yeah. So, and before the coronation, Maddox gives Jude a sword that was far forged by her biological father because he made swords. Good on him. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was pretty weird how, yeah, they were talking about old mate Justin and him bouncing back and forth between the mortal world and the human world, you know, trying to hone in on his craft. And apparently he was arrogant about it, and that's why... He kind of kind of got chased out of yeah. Fairyland or Elfheim. Yeah, it's just, and yet there are people like Heather, yeah, who know nothing of this world exists. It's like surely, and like even in the second book, where I'm up to, like people sneak into the mortal world all the time to s- snag humans and shit. Like surely, I suppose maybe humans don't necessarily have the power to get to Elfheim, but the Fae do to the mortal world. Maybe that's why. I don't know. But no, it's it's crazy. Oh, ooh, okay. <laughs> it's just crazy that one half has all the power here. Um. So at the coronation, a la the right, um, everything goes down. The entire royal family, except for Cardin, is killed because Cardin hides under a table with Jude. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, fair. Yeah, like- <laughs> that's fair. Oh, actually, he was drunk. He was he disappeared. Yeah, for yeah. a good while while everyone was dying, because yeah, Eldred declared. Dane to be his uh, the next king and Belkin was like fuck no yeah. murdered Dane outright and then he's like Eldred uh, coronate me and Eldred's like fuck you goodbye and then his sisters 
just like killed themselves because they didn't want to do it either and at this point jude knew that oak was very important and she had a plan to make make sure he was in the mortal world while this happened for the time being so Jude and Carden escape to the Court of Shadows headquarters and she holds him captive. She, yeah, she yeah, I loved this. Yeah. It was so yeah. good. And yeah, so boss. this is yeah, Carden tells uh Jude the Roach and the Ghost that Dane killed a child he had with Eldred's consort. He did so because of a prophecy saying if he had a child he would never be king. Yep, yep, yep. And yeah, he fucked with Eldred's consort. <laughs> yeah. Which ended up being Locke's mother. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's why she got poisoned and shit as well. But Locke doesn't know. At my point, Locke doesn't, isn't aware. Um, so this is when Jude finds out that Locke has been dating her and Taryn at the same time. Yeah, that was shit, bro. And she challenges Taryn to a duel, which, like... <laughs> I love that, though. I love it, but also, like, always the woman, the woman gets blamed. <laughs> I know, I know. In an she affair. Should... <laughs> she should be chopping Locke's dick off, yeah. I know. I guess also, like, because, like... Taryn knew, like, that's the thing. Taryn knew that Locke was doing this to, like, as a test or whatever. Like, if she didn't know, then, like, fair game, but... I feel like Taryn also knows that Jude is willing to do whatever it takes to protect her, and she thought maybe in that moment Jude could handle it, because Jude has been able to handle it, which is really shitty, but she knows that she can hold her own and stuff, so she wasn't willing to risk this. Um, But, yeah, it's just so petty and stupid. Like, do you love... And And I think... He asked the same question to Jude, like, oh, do you love me enough or would you love me enough to give me up or something along those lines? And she was like, fuck no. And that's when he realized, like, him and Taryn are different. It was like this little experiment about mortals changing, like, themselves. Yeah, this is, like, the thing. It goes back to, like, they, yeah, play these games about, like, how, yeah, like, humans feel things and stuff. And it's like, like, I feel like there's a better way to, like, just have a deep conversation, you know? Yeah. I think Maddox even says to Jude, um, like, even for someone like him, who's a war general and all that type of stuff, and he's murdered a shit ton of people, and, like, he's not changeable either, so how could you expect that of humans as well? Yeah. Um, so, Vivi glamours them to stop dueling or whatever, um, but the glamour doesn't work on Jude because on Jude of the thing, but I would think that because Dane's dead. Yeah. It would yeah, like just that disappear. negates, yeah, all. Yeah, I don't know. What what is it actually called? Like a, a geese? A geese. Geese? Because he's not living. Or maybe is this an indication of him not actually being dead? Hello? <laughs> anyway, moving on. No, no, no. Because no, otherwise, <laughs> no, otherwise this wouldn't work. What, <laughs> I the know, plan wouldn't like, work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, like, that's crazy, though. Yeah, Maddox. Like, fine, like, Jude's, like, tells Maddox everything, essentially. Um, and he's, like, you can have anything you want in exchange for Carden. So he's, like, dangling the, like, I'll make you a knight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he also mentions a banquet that's being held by Balkan. And Vivi asks Jude again if she wants to move back to the human world because Vivi came for, like, the coronation. Um, and... Jude finally figures out that Oak is Dane and Liriope's child. So he is of the Greenbrier line. I'm glad you said her name because I was never going to say it. It's going to be Locke's mum. <laughs> and, um, um, and so she figures out that um, Maddox wants to use Oak as like a pawn and like rule through him because he's so young. Like, It's funny because um, Oriana is Maddox's wife now. 
and like Jude was telling her this plan because she you know being trained by Maddox she understands his strategy and then Oriana's like what the fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was great it was so good because Jude is so in on this yeah she's ambitious and ruthless and we love it um she later interrogates Cardin and kisses him yeah no we love that love that um and she makes a plan because it because because he they hate each other and it's like that hate kiss you know yeah hot um, so she makes a plan. She's going to use Car- uh, oh, okay, hang on. <laughs> She's going to, okay, okay, hang on, I'm going to say <laughs> The plan for everyone else is that Cardin is going, she's going to use Cardin to crown Oak. Yes. Herself. Did you see, did you see the switcheroo coming though? No. I did, but yes, okay. Anyway. I didn't see the switcheroo, I was just like, oh, she'll just like lead, anyway. Um, and Cardin swears himself to her for a year and one day. Yes. Oh, th- I feel like this is very important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So because she managed the- to trick him. Yes. And she lies on the to day him often. because she can lie. Yeah. On the day of the banquet, Jude and Maddox duel over the crown because, of course, they do. And Jude wins because she poisons the wine. Yeah. Because she is immune. <laughs> yeah, we love that. Yeah, and then. The switcheroo happens, and she like I just saw she said to Oak, she's like, "Oh, remember like what we oh, practiced? yeah what practiced yeah yeah." Yep, yep. And he's like, "Yes, I remember," because he's like a child. It's like four years old. And then old. Oak crowns Cardin, and yep. now because he's indebted to her for a year and one day, yep. she's like, "I am queen." <laughs> Essentially, I'm queen. <laughs> yeah. Checkmate. Uh, Maddox, you old fucking hag. You idiot. <laughs> Moron. Nah, loved it. Power plays. Do you think she decided... I don't know. Do you think she decided she wanted that... Went that approach after she was able to trick him into that bargain or... No, I think... I never think it was about Cardin. I think it was about her desire to have power. And she was like... Yeah, and she was like, Maddox is never going to give me what she wants. And she's like, if I give over Cardin, then Maddox's just going to rule through Oak anyway. Yeah, as regent, yeah. Yeah, so I think it would just have been like, yeah, well, if I can get Cardin crowned, then like. Yeah, that's fair. Because, yeah, because as we, what we know of Maddox, yeah, being the, the war general and stuff, and like war is his purpose, winning for the, for Elfheim is his purpose. And I think he even said something along the lines of, like, there hasn't been war in, like, a long time. And he almost, like, itches and craves for it. So him being him being in power would have been very uh, interesting. But, yeah, in the, in that meantime of before Cardin was crowned, um, Jude had to make alliances with a couple of other people from separate courts. And was doing, like, all the... Hustle, all the yeah, and and the roach was doing fuck all, <laughs> the bomb was doing fuck all. Ghost was I like her relationship with the ghost, you know, being buddy buddies and stuff. Because I suppose they teach each other a lot. If I remember correctly, I think one of them betrays the rest. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm at a stage in book two where it's been revealed there's like a traitor amongst them, and it's now going to be a guessing game. I think I know who it is, but I could definitely be wrong. I think what I also enjoyed is early in the book, I think it's when, like, Jude talks back at Maddox or something, something about how he killed their father and ruined their life and stuff, taking him here. We, You know, we love that sentiment. Yeah, just standard stuff. <laughs> like, he said something 
about, I don't know, you can hate us all you want, but like family is where her loyalties are always going to lie or something like that. And that seems true because of, despite Oak not actually being their like biological half-brother, she sees him as a brother and she's doing whatever, it, obviously whatever it takes to protect him. And I just thought that was lovely. Also, I have written down during the Carden uh, interrogation, he explains why he hates Jude. And I feel like that is very important. Firstly, which is pretty unexpected, is he thinks about her a lot because <laughs> he has a big ass fucking crush on her. Yes. Yeah, she does. She discovers a piece of paper with her name written all over it and then like teardrops. Yeah, yeah. Um, he also hates. It's kind of. He has this weird jealousy between her family dynamic despite the nature of the. despite the circumstance of how they ended up in Elfheim compared to him essentially being abandoned by his parents and forced to live with Balkin, who again abuses him. But he also hates Jude because Maddox loves her despite being unfaithful and murdering his yeah. mother and stuff. Um, and that she, she doesn't have a brother that beats her and stuff as well. So, yeah. again, kind of juvenile reasons because a lot of them are out, are not in within her control. Like, why are you going to hate Jude for her father loving her despite how, you know, yeah, they came to be? I don't know. Yeah. Weird. But, yeah, it, it humanizes Cardin a little bit as well in a way makes us feel a little bit sorry for him yes yes it does and yeah jude is walking in with him being crowned because he's gonna he thinks she thinks he's gonna find it miserable so that he can lean on her a little bit more as well um but of course we find out in book two all the all the things so we'll wait for that but yeah no i love jude taryn's all right taryn's just stuck in the housewife taryn (laughs) yeah just feels like uh, like a, a character just used to progress the plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, to antagonise Jude in a way. But they do have a lovely, loyal friend friendship to each other as well. And then Vivian's just, like, in and out. She just hates Maddox. She just hates yeah. <laughs> the fairy world. She's like, all right, I'm a dip. <laughs> yeah, I'm a dip. I'm going to be with Heather. And they're going to look after Oak. But, yeah, I loved the, the just the political power play and power struggle as well. It was so good enjoy like i didn't want to put it down in that moment also just yeah really enjoyed Cardin begging for his life because the tables have turned because jude was very f- much unhinged and like i reckon she could have killed him just out of spite but yeah a year and a day why do i f- the, the a day feels so specific and i feel like it's going to be so important in the second book <laughs> and like yeah, I like I think you're just gonna be mad. <laughs> We're gonna be mad. It's gonna yeah. be lackluster. Yeah. All right, and that's uh, pretty much the book. Um, oh, I haven't done my my stars. My oh, stars have listened. That's okay. I might try and bullshit my way a little bit further while you do that. <laughs> there are other courts and stuff in this book, of course. Uh, there's like court of termites. There's like seely and unseely courts. Everyone has to pledge their allegiance to the High King and since Belkin from uh, was in the process of I guess becoming High King people were refusing to to pledge to him which was which is causing yet yeah, more further political intrigue and power struggles um, Cardin being King now um, I think that there's a new there, in the next book I think begins a new proce- process of a pledge of allegiance which we will see I think and yes yeah, so Jude also has her, a personal allegiance to Lord Roy, Royben and Lord Severin of like a, some quarter termites and like a, an unseely court or whatever. 
It's just all different species of phase. But of course, if you're listening, you know what I'm on about. I also really loved the dialogue language between all the characters. It really did seem fantastical in that sense, not just modern day language. And I did love that it didn't, there was no swearing like at all, mostly. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there was no swearing at all, actually. But it, yeah, so refreshing, so clever. It was very, some of the, especially Faye language, it was very like poetic in a way. All right, I have my reviews. It was very impressive. Wonderful. Now we are crossing over to the stars that listen. A segment where we segment where we read a one star review and a good and a five star review five-star from Goodreads. Would you like me to list to talk? Sure. Okay, my one star review. Three hundred and eighty four pages, zero substance substance. Unless you call pages littered with problematic shit substance. I don't get it. I just don't fucking get it. Before, this book is my first experience with Holly Black. It'll either make or break our future relationship. After, any plans for a potential future relationship is hereby terminated. Over, done with, null and void. Cancelled, you get the point. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I think, sorry, before you go, I think a lot of the bad reviews are people that came from, like, TikTok and stuff and, yeah, were expecting, like, a typical, like, new adult fantasy smut book. I reckon. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, if you want to compare it to Akatar in a way, because, yeah, this was compared to Akatar a lot. I suppose in a way, Akatar was YA in that sense as well. But YA, not YA, Akatar still has some weirdly like problematic issues in their book as well, but no one's slamming it as hard as The Cool Prince. Anyway, all right, my one-star review. I low-key hate my friend for telling me to read this book. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I much more prefer SJM take on fairies, lol. Should I even bother with the second book? I heard a lot of reviewers say saying it gets better. But like honestly, I don't even know the main character's name and I just finished the book. So <laughs> Yeah, see they've come from Sarah J. Mass, who's new adult smart. Expecting like that same take on fairies, like Or even though Akata, I feel like the first three books were very like YA ish. That it had a lot more adventurous appeal to it, I yeah. suppose. And then coming over to this, yeah. Right, my five star is I require book two immediately. Holly is the fairy queen. <laughs> Love that. Woo. Mine is power hungry women are my most sacred religion. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Jude, go off my queen. Ugh. Love her. Fantastic. Carden, eh, you're a douche for now. Yeah, we'll see. You just have a big ass crush. But yeah, I, I, I didn't realize that his tail was going to be mentioned early on. I thought it was going to be like a later revelation thing. Also, quickly, because Oak is starting to develop some horns, right? Surely that wasn't going to be indication enough of his relation to the Greenbrier line. Um, well, I, th- I don't think so, because I think a lot of them have all, like... Just in general? Like, yeah, okay. Just in general. All right, yeah, that's fair. But yeah, that concludes The Cruel Prince and concludes this episode of Letterboxd Book Club. As always, thank you for listening. You will find us... On Instagram at letterbox underscore book underscore club. And from there, you'll find our link tree is in our bio, which will take you to everywhere else where we are. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. So check out next week for the next book, um, The Wicked King. We are following along this adventure. Intriguing. Very intriguing. Will Carden hold his place as king? Who knows? The what cover. The do with her power. <laughs> yeah, the cover itself is sussy. Because of it being in water. Anyway. 
Alrighty. Yeah, thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.